the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. What a great day to celebrate the Lord and share your faith. Amen. Let's pray. Father, Avinu Malkeinu. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you for this new year. We thank you, Lord, for the last year. We thank you, Lord, for everything and everybody in our lives. We ask, O oh Lord, that this year would be filled with the power of your Spirit and that we would see uh, great things happen as we worship you, as we focus on you, as we praise you, as we read your word and and see the direction that you are taking us. So, Lord, give us revelation this year. Give us uh, newness of life this year. Encourage us this year as we focus on you. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, I pray that you had a wonderful new year and that you received God's blessings and you are ready to journey with him for another year. Amen. I'd like to give you my new booklet, which I've mentioned for the past couple of weeks, Rejoice Always. It's there to encourage you. It's a grouping of scriptures that focuses your mind on God's word and his desire for you to rejoice. So call Karen. Let her send you a copy of this booklet. It's free. Phone number 813-831-5673. And those of you who'd like to send us a gift, so we can stay on the radio during all of 2018. Um, we'd be humbled to receive that kind of encouragement from you. So please call Karen at 813-831-5673. You know, as we begin this year, God's placed certain things on my heart for uh, our congregation, Shoresh David, and for the listening audience and uh, one of the things that uh, just spoke to my heart was that we need to remember our first love, our passion for God. And so we start out with Revelation 2, 3, and 4. You have 
perseverance and have endured for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But this I have against you, that you have forsaken your first love. Remember then from where you have fallen, repent and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your menorah from its place unless you repent. And I don't think we want to have our light removed, would you? No. So there are three things this scripture should motivate us to do in order to please God. Number one, remember. We are to remember um, what we've done in the past for the Lord. We are to remember what God has done for us. We are to repent of those things. That's the second thing we need to do. Three R's. <laughs> you know, I like to have alliteration. Uh, three R's. Uh, the second one is to repent. And uh, so let us repent before the Lord for those things that we've done that hasn't pleased them. And then the third thing, of course, is to return and do the things that we did when God was our first love. Well, what are some of those things we did when we first came to the Lord? Well, number one, I believe we praised God. We were in awe of what he had done in our lives. Secondly, we prayed Though many of us didn't understand prayer or know exactly how to communicate, we knew that we needed to uh, with the Lord. And we just wanted, we, we received the fact that it was extremely important to pray in our lives. I, I mean, I ran after that understanding of how to pray. Number three, uh, proclaim. So these are the three P's here. Praised. Praise God, prayer, and proclaim. We need to have a passion to tell others. I went home the day I accepted Yeshua as my Messiah, and I shared my faith with my parents. I didn't wait. I wasn't hesitant. I didn't know any better. It seemed to be the natural thing to do. Well, let's start off the year by unpacking a scripture for encouragement and to motivate us into action. And two of the characteristics of this scripture that I want you to focus on will be to look at praise and to look at proclaim. We'll hit prayer another day. The scripture we'll use is Psalm 145 which demonstrates to us the passion of remembering who God is and what he has done for us. This is why we praise him and proclaim who he is. Yeshua is the word made flesh, John 1.14, and his word in Psalm 145 is truly part of the heart of Messiah. Before looking at Psalm 145, and we'll look at verses 1 through 13. Let's understand a little background information. The psalm is the only one titled A Praise of David. So he, King David recognized that this was a praise. And, and that should indicate how he felt uh, about this, this uh, particular psalm. It seems that Psalm 145 is a summary of much of what David had learned about God in his life. Looking at the original Hebrew, it is what we call an alphabetical psalm, which 
means that each verse beginning with the next letter in the alphabet, so it's like an acrostic, and it might have been written this way for easier memorization. Uh, Psalm 145 is the last psalm attributed to King David. And in Jewish practice, when we think of this particular psalm, it was suggested to recite it twice in the morning and once in the evening. In fact, the Talmud, which you know is the Jewish commentary on the Bible, commends all who repeat it three times, this particular psalm, uh, that they would have a share in the world to come. Well, uh, be that as it may, uh, Psalm 140 to 44 are psalms of prayer. 145 to 150 are psalms of praise. So may everything we do end in praise as a measure of our faith that regardless of troubles in our lives, God is sovereign and always worthy of our praise. So King David praised God in Psalm 145 in the following ways. I've broken it down into five categories. Verses 1 through 7 were about the glory of God. Uh, Verses 8 through 10 were about God's goodness. Verses 11 through 13 were about God's kingdom. 14 through 16 were about his providence. And verse 17 through 21 were about God's saving mercy. Now, before dissecting it, let's read the first 13 verses just so we get the flavor, and then we'll look at them, and it'll probably look at them over the next couple weeks. I will exalt you, my God, the King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is Adonai, and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will praise your works to another and declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and uh, and your wonders. They will speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will proclaim your greatness. They will pour out the renown of your great goodness and sing joyfully of your righteousness. Adonai is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. Adonai is good to all. He has compassion on all his creatures." All your works praise you, Adonai, and your Kiddushim bless you. They declare the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glory of the majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures from generation to generation. Amen. Well, that should get you excited. Uh, Two things King David does in this verse— These verses are definitely to praise God and to proclaim who God is. His praises are personal praise, uh, daily praise, enthusiastic praise, and perpetual praise. So let's look at verse 1, a psalm of praise of David. I will exalt you, my God, the King, And I will bless your name forever and ever. So we see here, God is personal to David. I will exalt you. Okay? So you referring to a very personal God. And he says, my God. 
So he understands who he is and who God is. David's exaltation of God shows his humility because here he is, king, yet he models before the people being under the authority of God, the king of kings. And we see his commitment is to bless God forever. King David shows us that he praised God in the past, he praises God presently, and he is committed to praising God in the future. In fact, I think he uses the word bless to describe a deepening of his conviction. To bless God is to praise him with, with like a personal af- affection. From this first verse alone, you can see King David's passion. So my question to you from just the first verse is, do you exalt God? Are you passionate about God? During your uh, worship services, do you bless God like King David, or do you just go through the motions? Let's look at verse 2. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Both verses 1 and 2 King David promises to praise God daily and forever. He demonstrates, as I said, this personal relationship with God. He's exercising discipline. Not only does he say, I will, but exercising is a repetition. And so he's repeating the discipline, I will, four times in these first two verses, right? I will commit I will exalt, I will bless, I will, you know, and and then he says in verse 2, I will bless again and praise. So um, then uh, he declares his faithfulness, right, his commitment to this, and proclaims his faith and love for the Lord regardless of the future circumstances. So verse 3, great is Adonai and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Okay, one of the things you got to hear about that verse is there are three forms of great in that one small verse. Now, King David calls Adonai great and says that, you know, I can't even define this greatness. It's unsearchable. It's, it's beyond what I can even fathom, right? The characteristics of greatness in God is that um, like the synonyms would be eminence and distinction and an illustrious and, and high standing and important significance. Yet does any word really accomplish the meaning of greatness when referring to God? And yet, Even though three times the word or the form of the word great is used in verse 3, it all seems so understated because we're talking about God. King David piled praise upon praise, declaring God's greatness and worthiness to be praised, and he did that greatly. (laughs) But King David probably felt it'd be wrong or maybe even dishonorable, to withhold his praise from God or to give God, you know, like a half-hearted praise. 
you know, almost kind of think, well, King David must have been charismatic. You know, he probably sang choruses over and over and over again, right? He seemed to go on and on in praise with repetition in response to God's greatness. He was so excited about God. If he was around today, I think some people would call him a fanatic. I would challenge, especially men, are there men listening to me on the radio? Well, okay, I think there are, though most times women contact me. But, uh, but if, you're, if you're listening and you're a man, I have a challenge for you. Become emotional when it comes to praising God. This has to be a decision. I know some people just read scripture while we're praising God in our, in our uh, sanctuary, and I'm thinking— Okay, I get the idea of the importance of Scripture. But come on, guys, open up your heart, your mind, your, you know, your just to the Lord to worship and praise him like King David did. It's a decision. Verse 4 says, One generation will praise your works to another and declare your mighty acts. So we have both thoughts here. Praise The praise from one generation will be carried on by the next. Both will declare God's mighty acts. This is a theme in Scripture. Remember and repeat it towards others. An older generation may inspire a younger generation to praise God by remembering what God's mighty acts have been in the past. A younger generation may stir praise in an older generation by declaring the freshness and the newness of things that God does. Both will share with each other. They'll declare to each other. Sharing must be passionate because it is is part of what praise is. Uh, Mighty acts suggest that that God has done miraculous things. So when generations are motivated to share their faith with each other, which is proclaiming who God is, they develop respect and unity for each other because of their shared goals. Make sense? This scripture should challenge you to ask questions. How do I share with the next generation the works of God? Which works do I share? What do I remember? How often do I share? Great questions to ask yourself. Verse 5, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wonders. Now, meditate means to live there, to ponder, to, to think deeply. And praise comes not only from a place of emotion, which I've asked especially the men to express, but of careful thought and of careful meditation. It causes us to praise God. So it says, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wonders. Now, when I hear the words glorious or the word glorious, I'm thinking of striking beauty that evokes feelings of incredible admiration or uh, synonym, synonyms would be wonderful, marvelous, magnificent, spectacular. And when I hear the word splendor, I think of brilliant or gorgeous appearance, magnificent grandeur. 
Splendor makes me think of an unending panorama of beauty and putting glorious in front of it means that it is breathtaking. So close your eyes for a second. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Close your eyes for a second and meditate on something of glorious splendor and then add to it a supernatural, breathtaking vision of God's majesty, which is his kingship and his wonders. When we think of God's glorious splendor, it's his majesty, his wisdom, his constant presence, his complete knowledge, his unlimited power, his loving and wise plan and purpose. All this should stir us up to praise him. Open your eyes. I pray that you understand this concept of of praising God. Sometimes I, I, you know, and look, we can praise in different ways, but the question is, are we really praising? Verse 6, they will speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will proclaim your greatness. So defining awesome, awesome deeds, extremely impressive daunting, inspiring great admiration, or actually inspiring some fear. In other words, this awesome deeds actually give us some fear. We have a healthy respect for God, right? And it says they will speak. Now, who is they? It's actually from the last verse, okay, it's the things that God has done, his mighty acts they will speak and 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 of the might of your awesome deeds so the deeds will speak of themselves and then what is our reaction it says i will proclaim your greatness when we say we're going to proclaim god's greatness we're proclaiming his identity we're telling people who he is and we're telling him them why he is so amazing, okay? And it continues, you know, I'm not going to be able to go much further uh, today, and and I do want to get to at least verse 13, even though there are 21 verses uh, all in all. But let me just say this. you know, I want us to concentrate on three things over this the course of this year, as I'm going to ask our congregation to do the same. Prayer, praise, and proclaim. Okay, say it. Three Ps. Prayer, praise, and proclaim. Prayer activates our faith to fight the spiritual battles. Praise is the commitment in faith to keep our eyes on God and glorify him in every situation. And proclaim is declaring our faith by standing on God's word, his promises, and his direction in order to share our faith with both believers and those who don't know the Lord. Well, Let me just say, I I would love for you to uh, get my new booklet. Would you call Karen 
and ask her for the booklet Rejoice Always. It's a group of scriptures that focuses on God's word and his desire for you to rejoice. Uh, So Karen's available at 813-831-5673. All of those who'd like to send us a gift to help us stay on uh, the radio for 2018, again, call Karen at 813-831-5673, or you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.